Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24 hour breaking news center is on alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. This is Monica Perez, the Libertarian Voice on WSB, filling in for the great Mark Aram, who I'm sure you will miss him, but we are going to have some fun tonight, and he will be back tomorrow night. My regular time is Saturdays from 3 to 6 when I don't get preempted by Georgia football. And you can also hear, uh, we do podcasts on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. I'm here in studio with my producer, Binkley, who does those podcasts with me. We call it the Propaganda Report. How are you doing, Binkley? I'm good. I'm hanging in there. I This is the first time that we've been on the air since the election, and I am still a little bit in shock. I If, if you've heard my show before, you know I absolutely... Really, you got to worry when you have no doubt in your mind. I had no doubt in my mind that Hillary was the chosen one. The fix was in. No one could stop her. Even the voters, even if everybody voted against her, they would still rig it for her. And uh, I know I'm not the only one who thought that, but that obviously is not true. And the implications of that, there's so many different, it really changes the way you think about how things work you know did they was it just too overwhelming for them to rig it was it uh was this their plan b you know how how does it really work it it makes me wonder if we have you know they care more about what we think than i thought and i can i want to get into that later in the show kind of if it's not too soon to go back down the rabbit hole (laughs) i wanted for a while to think Maybe there is no rabbit hole, you know? Maybe it's just one person, one vote, and people's will be done. That would be great to think that. Uh, so that's definitely, well, it could be a possibility. But I'll tell you, I don't know anybody who really thought uh, that there was a, a chance that Trump would win uh, other than two people. One was a, the bet, a, Guy, I think he's only like 19. He emails me. His name is Corey, and he's got the best truth dar of anybody I know. Like he, he can separate uh, fact from fiction like nobody else. And he said to me right before the election, "I just don't think Trump, is, you know, is built up to this extent and is just gonna, you know, walk away into the night. Like he might take it all." So I had that, but I and I and I and. Binkley, you you told me 
that a friend of yours, maybe what, did he have access to insider polls or what? Something, and, and he said Trump would win, right? Well, he's done political strategy for quite some time now, and he has worked polling for a few years. And he said a few weeks ago that he believed it was going to be too big for them to give it to Hillary. Wow, yeah, so that's, I think... There's a real chance of that, that it just, um, I think the way you put it, like, I feel like the way you put it was right. How did you put it? Like, um, well, that freight train? <laughs> it's like uh, thermodynamics. I think that they looked at the atmosphere and Hillary just didn't have the momentum and Trump had the energy that they could use to manipulate the public either with his consent or without it. So they could stop uh, Trump by stepping in front of a train and trying to stop the momentum and then rebuild it with Hillary. Or they could use Trump's energy that was already there and switch the uh, direction of the tracks up ahead by manipulating him with or without his consent. All right, well, maybe we can get, that will definitely be down the rabbit hole. So maybe <laughs> yeah. we can uh, go into that later on in the show. And I, I really could kick myself because I remember in May, I, I probably said it on the air more than once, in May, I noticed these articles in the Wall Street Journal highlighting pollster failures around the world. And, and they continued after I highlighted it. So it was David Cameron's election in the UK last year. It was Brexit. It was uh, the Columbia FARC referendum it was something i think hungary although there was more to it than that but there were a bunch of polling failures and i remember saying like you know i think the big story is going to be a pollster failure and i still just couldn't see it i just thought of her as the heir apparent um but we can go down that rabbit hole later if you want but what i really want to do in this show uh is to kind of create a record of like we're this is like whatever two days after trump was elected in a shocking victory so we're just coming off a, the a 18 month campaign where a lot of things were said a lot of promises were made or fears were stirred as you can tell by the protesters out on the street there are really i feel mostly visceral and emotional expectations you know of, of what this means everything from Tremendous hope to tremendous fear. And I guess there are people in the middle, although you just don't, they don't, their voices aren't as loud. But what I want to do is chronicle right now what we all expect from the Trump presidency. So I have a list of 10 things based on, uh, you know, what people are saying and what he said on the campaign trail and just my expectations. I have my expectations and uh, I will lay those out but i'd like to hear yours first i want to hear the whole variety the whole spectrum of what people are thinking and feeling right now um, and what they really even in, in concrete terms what a trump presidency what you expect from him do you think he's going to fulfill his promises what were they exactly what policies could he implement to make america great again or what policies are you afraid of 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And you can also tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. We're going to read some tweets, but um, let's go straight straight to the calls. I'm going to Alan in Peachtree. Alan, you're on with Monica. Hi, thank you, Monica. I love your show and your blog as well. Longtime follower. Um, I want to touch on a few things, if you don't mind, because I have been saying for months, since August, there would be 310 electoral votes for Trump. And I was very, very close. And if I could explain really close, really quickly, and then explain or tell you how I think he'll do in the future for us. Okay, okay. we've got like two minutes, but I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, thank <laughs> you. 
Go. Okay. Um, all the polls before that were showing, or up until then, were showing plus or four uh, around that for the Democrats in turnout, which is actually a little bit less than Obama had in 2012. But we saw that based on the primaries and the 2014 elections that the Republican turnout was much greater. So take away the minus four, and it should have been plus two. And if you did that, knowing with how Romney did, and then we just had to move a few other states, you could see it already in the polls. So I knew months ago it would be three ten electoral votes, which and is here's, all that matters. Here's the thing that I read in a... Um Another blog that's got some serious truth dar work in American Everyman. He said that the turnout was quite was much lower than it had been before. And what it really was that Hillary lost rather than Trump won. And I'm not like trying to diminish the victory. I'm just saying if you're looking at the numbers, maybe they use these like kind of false polling reports to keep the Hillary vote, you know, if you're if you're going to say it's rigged, like if you're going to say it's rigged, I guess it had to be rigged for Trump. But but um, but what you're just saying is that you feel like the you're not actually down there in the rabbit hole. You're saying you feel like the momentum for Trump was so great that they really wouldn't be able to rig it even if they wanted to. That, without that people noticing is that the lack of movement for Hillary you can see because they did rig it for her at the DNC if the yes. enthusiasm was there they wouldn't have had to rig it so she really did oh, that's a good point herself. that's an excellent point um may I tell you how I think he'll do I know I have two minutes no god you got go okay thank you Monica um, I really do think he will do great. He's going to have the right people. He didn't build all these different locations just himself. He got the right pe- people to build these with him. And I think you'll see the same thing as he tries to build America into the great thing it should be. He's going to end up winning a second term, and people are going to love him all the way through those eight years. Wow. That's awesome, Alan. Uh, thank you so much. I really love the idea of... Um, big hope, great expectations. It's very hard for me to claw my way out of the rabbit hole and think that uh, that we really have a say. And I feel like no matter what this is, when no, no matter what really went on, uh, if there was you know shenanigans, attempting to rig whatever, that I, I think there's a good chance that this outcome is a reflection of having to listen to uh the zeitgeist the feeling of the people you know um that bernie sanders and trump both brought out this anti-establishment feeling and they had to respond to that now what they're going to do with it uh you know it's going to be very hard for me to put my skepticism away on that um so the let's take some more calls 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK. I want to also read some tweets. I should probably cut to a break before I take another call, but let me just... I had a great, great tweet. Uh, Pat said, are Clintonistas going to start defending the Second Amendment now? So I really want to explore the possible side benefit, the unintended consequence that maybe the left will start thinking differently about the Constitution. If they actually don't trust the guy in Washington, maybe they'll say, oh, man, we need to restore the Tenth Amendment. We need to restore states' rights. We need to make sure we keep our guns and our protections from uh, from government overreach because if they don't trust the guy at the top, now they'll have a sense of what it means to 
not want uh, tyranny from the top. So maybe that would be a funny little silver lining that um, that was an unintended consequence. But I've got uh, the lines are lit up because people are going to tell what their expectations are, and we're going to kind of create a mosaic of what the next couple of years might look like, and then we're going to hold Trump to it. So stay tuned. This is Monica Perez. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram, who will be back tomorrow night, and uh, we will miss him, but we're going to try to have some fun. I am... Taking calls on what you expect from a Trump presidency. So I think people were in shock, even as huge fans. And now I think it's time to say, what do you really expect? How much compromise do you expect? How do you expect him to get things done? And I'm going (laughs) to save this show. And we're going to check back in a year from now, two years from now, maybe hold his feet to the fire. I'm going to Alex in Dallas. Hi, Alex. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. I just want to say I am a I'm 25 years old, so I'm a I'm a millennial, but I'm a uh, Christian first, conservative second, and I'm really hoping that Donald Trump will stick to his his promises on on foreign policy and upholding the Constitution, and I really hope that uh, that he can finally bring a little more unity to to the Republican Party, and that, and um, I hope that basically they won't turn on him in a sense. You know, I, I hope that when he's bold to get things done. And I think that's why he won the election because he's bold when, you know, people that have not felt like they had a voice, uh, felt like they have a voice at Donald Trump because the Republican party has just been compromising. And I hope they can, they can get behind him as well. And, uh, and we can get some things done. Well, Alex, what is your number one priority? Uh, definitely national security first. Uh, um, so what specifically want, do you want him to do? Do what he has been doing. Call terrorism by what it is. Uh, get a more definitive plan to defeat ISIS and to um, minimize, you know, put more background checks on people entering the country. Put put uh, more limitations on, on people getting in so we don't have any, any terrorist attacks like we see in Europe. And do you think, can you uh, give me if you have an idea of one thing that you think would be more effective in fighting ISIS that he could do? Is that in addition to that? Like, do you feel like he should put troops on the ground overseas or pull out completely overseas? I I definitely think pulling out would be a mistake, uh, you know, and it would take a bit of consideration because you can't just, you know, uh, I personally wouldn't necessarily want another full Iraqi war, and I think that's one reason that a lot of people haven't wanted to put troops in, but I think it, it still has to be done because the few we have over there are are, uh, are struggling as it is, uh, and also to find out who our real allies are over there, um, you know, uh, with uh, the, the Iraqi armies, you know, not not just putting guns in their hands and say, here, go go uh, go fight ISIS for us, but actually, like, join up with them, you know. And Yeah, that and does not say- seem like a, a winning strategy, what they're doing, just putting guns in their hands. But um, as a hardcore libertarian and just an observer of the situation, I'll just uh, interject that I personally think that what that if we did 
just remove ourselves from those situations that we wouldn't spread the terrorism, spread the refugees around. But that is a conversation we are definitely going to get into in the year ahead, because I think Obama has been teeing up an inevitable escalation over there. So we are going to get to that. Uh, for now, give me a call. Tell me what you expect from a Trump presidency. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all of Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. Hey, this is Lois Griffin, and you are listening to The Mark Aram Show. This is Monica Perez, the libertarian voice on WSB, in for Mark Aram, who will be back tomorrow, Friday, 10 to 12. And I will be back on Saturdays, 3 to 6, which is my normal time slot after football season is over. But we are, I'm, we are talking about the election, obviously. But what I'm trying to get at is, you know, campaigns are very big, very emotional, very vague. I want to try to pin down some of the things you really expect from a Trump presidency, whether that's you're super hopeful about something, whether it's campaign promises he thinks you think he will follow through. If it's something you're afraid of, there are a lot of protesters out there. Obviously, people are afraid of stuff. What do you expect? And then we're going to go back to the show in like a year or two or repeatedly and see if he has met expectations. So I really want to create a record and I need your help for that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm also reading tweets at Monica Perez Show. I have my producer Binkley here in studio. Binkley, give us a tweet to start us off. All right, this tweet is from Brad Rad. He says... So did the power elite fail, or did they just want Trump all along? Inquiring minds want to know. That's funny because uh, I have very robust conversation on Twitter. So if, you, if you're into it, it's actually worth signing up for Twitter to have some fun. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Monica Press Show, and I tweet a lot with Brad Rad, and he really does not go down the rabbit hole like I do. So for him to wonder what's going on that there might be something going on behind the scenes i find very interesting because i was tempted when hillary did not get in because it just seemed so obvious to me she was the choice of the power elite i mean why would she have gone through all that if she wasn't assured she would win and i just wanted to take a step back and say you know maybe maybe the election wasn't rigged and and it's one vote, one person, but I, you know, I can't, my, my faith in the system has not been totally restored, but I do think that she was blindsided by that. Um, I think, I don't know if the power elite failed, but I think that she definitely did not expect that. Uh, so, so there is some information in that, I think, in that not everything is planned, controlled, not everybody's in on it, uh, or at least not knowingly. Some people are just being used. I just wouldn't expect uh, that uh, person to be her. <laughs> so anyway, let me get to some calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Alan and Marietta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. 
I'm, I was stunned. I mean, I went to bed at 9.30, woke up the next morning, and it took me an hour to wrap it around my head. Yeah. But I, I was just, I mean, I voted for Trump, and I, I liked the guy, but I was still stunned. I didn't think he had a chance, but it's good to see the American system actually works. Yeah, it, may, it it did. It really stunned me, too. And of course, it took me like a whole day to be like, uh, I guess, you know, is this just just take it at face value? Just take it at face value. Well, the thing he really needs to do is the first thing he needs to do when he gets in there is get rid of the executive orders, go through and find out which ones to get rid of. The next is to go ahead and put the Supreme Court nominees out there so they can go ahead and start working on it. Then call a meeting from for the Republicans and the Democrats to come to the White House and sit down and talk about this. And the things they should talk about are jobs, Obamacare, and the VA, and other things like that. I mean, sit down with these people and say, okay, what can we get past? Uh, I mean, I'm going to ask you. Can actually do that, Alan? Can I ask you if you can do it on the fly like this to just give me a one-liner on each of those jobs, Obamacare, VA? Like what? What's something that you'd say, ah, oh, that's a good idea for jobs. That's good. You know, give me one kind of thing. You to run a business and taxes and, and government regulation are saying you should drive me nuts. Yeah. We need to cut the regulations, get people back to work so that the, I mean, I'd spend more in legal fees. If I spent what I had in legal fees, I could actually hire three or four more people. Yeah, that's and, great. That's know, a very concrete. I love that. And I hope that's true. And then for Obamacare, the, what do you hope for? Obamacare, it's a good thing. But I don't like the thing where people are penalized for not joining it. It's, but it's, it's like, you know. That's the only way. Brand for the IRS. I mean, I agree with it. You know, go for it. But don't penalize people for not using it. I'm, Find I'm, something that actually works. I would absolutely take health care out of government's hands 100%. Yeah, right? I mean, it's, you know, this, certainly the federal government. The the yeah, what about the VA? administration has needed work. I'm a veteran. Yeah, and honestly, I hate going to the veterans administration. I hate it. With a, he needs to, that is the, one of the top priorities is get the veterans administration straightened out. I mean, I like to go in and not have to wait an hour and a half just to get a prescription. Filled. I wonder if that's regional. My brother is a veteran, and uh, he has he, <laughs> he heard me talking about this on the air once. He's like, yeah. "You're crazy." No, he's happy. He's happy with it. So I wonder oh, if it's I'm regional. Happy. I, I, I yeah. said good things from it, but honestly, he's going to have to get this done within the first six months. Because after that, the political machine in Washington is going to start trying to grind him up. Yeah, and then you have to worry about midterm elections yeah. when there's a sweep, everything's in the same party, but usually. I, I have, you know, give the guy a chance. I mean, this is the first time we've had a non-politician businessman in the White House. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, I, I you know. Give guy a chance. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny, though. You said two things that I find interesting. One is that it kind of restored your faith in the system, which you know, the conspiranoid part of me wants to say, hmm, did it? You know, maybe uh, maybe there is a rabbit hole here. And that was the point. Um, and then that, uh, you know, you want to get it done right away. He's not a politician. But then I was thinking that makes it very hard to really think about what he would do and how he would do it. Just like Obama, people, you know, I kind of forgot that he was just not hadn't been a politician very long. He hadn't certainly not held federal office and he voted on very few things. So it was really hard to know. I mean, you could have guessed (laughs) that he would just vote yes on everything. Um, unlike my hero, Ron Paul votes no on everything, but, uh, it's, it's hard to get a read because this guy has absolutely no record. So that's why I think it's going to be really important for us to set up our expectations right now. And I literally have <laughs> full bag of calls. So I'm going to actually start 
clipping through them as fast as I can. I'm going to Don in Brookhaven. Don, what do you expect from a Trump presidency? I think he's uh, going to be a good president there. But like he said a while ago, talking about the, uh, calling him about these protesters, I heard on either Sean Hannity that day. One of the shows I heard, they said that they were, uh, some of them were, are most uh, the, were dem- paid by the Democratic Party just to protest out there getting paid for that. And probably half of them didn't even vote. Oh, that's interesting. And and there certainly was plenty of scandal over those Project Veritas videos that the DNC and Democrat operatives were sending protesters out. We always saw the Craigslist ads. Trump did that, too, to be fair. He right. did pay some people but, to show up. But the uh, I think Black Lives Matter, certainly plenty of buzz on the Internet that George Soros organizations fund that stuff, certainly keep it going. And I already got a tweet uh, saying... That Soros has to be behind it. Now, I don't know if that had anything behind it or but, if it was but, just speculation. But, yeah, they, they like the protests. But they need to – They need. I, I like to have a woman president, too, sometime, but not Hillary. You know? And not just because she's a woman. She's got to have something to it. And people right, say right. she, she yeah. would have lost for because she was a woman. And I think of Sarah Palin, and I think – you know, Republicans would have voted for her, you know, if she were on the top of that ticket. And the Republicans did vote for her. But I think some of these people that protest, they need to just chill out for a while and they'll give the guy a chance to either go see their psychiatrist one, you know. Well, give me, Don, before you hang up, give me one concrete thing you expect or want from a Trump presidency. Uh, secure the unit, secure the borders. All right, that's it. Great. Thank you, Don. Uh, I'm going to Terry and Carrollton. Hi, Terry, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Yeah, I I wasn't really surprised at all that Donald Trump won so handily because uh, I do in the back of my mind, and a lot of other people thought so also that uh, despite what the uh, liberal media was saying, that the, that the silent majority would come out. You know, the people that you know that nobody, the forgotten man, you know, and the forgotten yes. woman, the, mm-hmm. the blue collar workers of this country, they came out and uh, they put the man in office. Yeah, Tony, Tony, who's a plumber and a veteran, he's been emailing me this whole time. Like, I talk to people in their homes every day, all day long. And uh, many more people like Trump than I think is getting credit. So but my concern, my expectation was that uh, if it were just like Ohio or Florida, they can fix that. And they there's a lot of evidence that those states have been fixed before. But once I saw county after county that even I do not think I just that seemed too unwieldy and even if they could physically like if everybody voted online and they could just flip the votes even if they could do that the momentum the the you know imbalance I think they just uh, like Binkley was saying earlier they is just they they wanted to go with the momentum and not against it and hope for the best after yeah it was it was uh, mostly like people that you never hear about, you know, the hardworking people. The it was the rural areas, and I, I think yeah. uh, Donald Trump's going to do a good job if you can give him a chance. You know, he, he's he's not going to be able to accomplish everything he's promised. But is I there one gonna, specific thing that you would say is your top priority of what he's promised? One thing. I, I think that he's going to rebuild the economy, and I think he's going to do his best. You know, he is a businessman, and I think he's going to do a a pretty good job. And he's got experience in in creating businesses. I think he can rebuild this economy. He can rebuild the inner cities. You know, if people and, give him a chance. He's not going to be able to do it overnight, but I really think he can do that. One, okay, what, uh, just real quick, what is a measure of that? You feel like everything, like um, uh, unemployment going down, the average income going up, all everything, like that's what you want from a better economy is just people feel a little richer, can work if they can, that kind of thing. 
Yeah, that, that, I think, yeah, I think he can do that. Just give him time. He's not going to be able to do it overnight, but uh, I think he'll have us on the right road. And uh, I think our country is much more safer because I think, uh, you know, Hillary's, uh, she wants to be politically correct and she wants everybody to love us, but Donald Trump's going to put America first. I really believe that. Well, uh, let's see if, uh, if he comes through that. Thank you very much, Terry. And, uh, I, for one, feel like the government just getting out of the way is the way to rebuild the economy. I know in his acceptance speech, Trump said, I think one of the only things I remember him mentioning by name is building infrastructure, which means big spending. Uh, I know he wants to cut taxes, and I'm all for that. But that is probably going to be a recipe for big debt. Uh, and I think it could go either way how that affects the economy. But we're going to see. Coming up soon, I have uh, enough time for one quick call. So I'm going to go to Ryan and Winder. Hi, Ryan. You're on with Monica. You have like um, two minutes. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? I'm a first-time caller. Oh, hi, Ryan. Go ahead. What you got? Um, I'm excited for a Trump presidency. Uh, I was a Gary Johnson supporter, but uh, after seeing the coverage that Trump had been receiving on on all networks, it was... It was hard not to support him, and I ended up casting my vote for him. Because he was the underdog and obviously was being beaten up? Uh, yeah, yeah, or, for the most part. Because I, I wonder sometimes if there was a little reverse psychology in there, if you want to go down to the rabbit hole. But I will tell you, between Johnson and Weld, the libertarian guys, that William Weld was absolutely a shill for Hillary. And uh, for the first time ever, I could not vote libertarian. Yeah, and uh, he ran a great campaign without spending too much money. So if it was the part of the strategy, uh, he did very well. So give me one thing that you hope for a Trump presidency in a nutshell. One one specific thing is your top priority. Well, I think, uh, and you know, I, you really don't hear any other candidate talking about this, and I think it's improved relationship with Russia. That would be great. That could forestall uh, <laughs> uh, World War III, which I think we might have been heading towards. People think the Clintons are, uh, or the Democrats are more conciliatory, but it's they who expanded NATO right up to the Russia's borders. Bush struck a deal to not go into the Warsaw Pact countries, but Clinton, Bill Clinton, moved right in there. So uh, I think that conciliation or a better relationship with Russia would be awesome. Putting that on the list. I'm going to take more calls right after this. Noah, hold on. Your next 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram, who will be back tomorrow night. But uh, we are really... Uh, having a very lively conversation about what to expect from a Trump presidency. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Noah and Conyers. Noah, you're on with Monica. How are you doing, Miss Monica? Good. How are you doing? All right. Um, major thing I want to see Trump do is go through the um, budget and start cutting, the, cutting a lot of the fat out of it that doesn't need to be there. Uh, backing all these companies, if the company's going to fail, let it fail. If it's going to make it, let it make it. Instead of taking and putting all these stipulations on their, uh, what they can do, what they can't do, raising their taxes, uh, just basically save some money and start paying down the uh, debt. That sounds awesome. I would love all those things. I, I think they're... It would be great to cut the fat out of the budget, and he did say he would do that. 
Uh, it would be great to let them fail. I never know. Uh, he has a, a little bit of a, a corporatist bent, but that would also be great. Cutting regulations would be great. I actually read the buzz that he would allow foreign companies or companies that have money overseas to um, come in and repatriate their earnings. That would be a tremendous stimulus to our economy. I do not think he will pay down the debt. I think debt will increase. That's my... Because he's going to cut taxes and increase spending, I think. Wasn't that his plan? Uh, yeah, that's what... I remember right. That's what he did promise. Uh, but he also did also say to find companies that were bringing stuff from overseas back that were originally here. Uh, not like a tariff, I don't think, but more like a fine, a uh, little bit more tax on what was being brought back if they had moved to a different company, uh, different country. Yeah, people people get annoyed at that idea, like it's unfair. And for me, I don't like bailouts. I don't like um, a tax code that picks winners. I don't like a tax code that's just so complicated that only a big company can really master it. I think the regulations are ways to keep startups and upstarts out uh, of industries and not competing. But uh, I also, I don't believe in corporate tax at all. I think there should be no corporate tax. And if you... If you did that, you would have so many companies coming in here. You, I actually believe you could eliminate school loans uh, because they would educate people. It would be so wonderful. And then you still get the taxes because when people get paid, that's when they, then they get paid more. You get more taxes. So uh, there can be some stimulation here. That would be great. I absolutely want to talk to John in Woodstock who thinks that the population is getting too cynical. So please hold on after the break. I'm the cynical one. So uh, I want your advice. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.